the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon. This is Pastor Joe Sutton coming back to you again for another week of of conversation and and a trip through the Word. Uh, Man, whoo. February. February brought back old school Minnesota. You know, we thought it was missing. It came back, came back and let us know it's still here with the negatives that's going on. But right now, we're getting a little bounce back and it feels like a heat wave. <laughs> uh, but today I wanted to take, last week we talked about faith. And uh, today I want to take a journey down uh, uh, a, a chapter in Hebrews 13. And uh, in Hebrews 13, you know, I belong to uh, my, my organization is the International Church of the Four Square Gospel. And uh, so the Four Square Gospel is not much they require of us, you know, when we're as, as, a, as a church. You know, we don't have to have four square in our name. We don't have to do any of those things. But the one thing they do want us to have is this saying, this verse plastered in every church you walk into. If it's a four square church, they're going to have this verse on the wall somewhere. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today. And forever. That's what they want to keep us in remembrance. Then. But you know, I was reading in Hebrews the other day because I was reading about faith, so I just kept kind of kept going, and I went into thirteen just to finish out, you know, eleven, twelve, thirteen, finish out everything that's in there by faith, but also just to look at thirteen. And this verse stood out to me that really I had not paid much attention to in a while. And uh, in verse 6 it says, so we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Right? I mean, and that was the attitude the writer of Hebrews had, that the, the Lord is his helper. What can man do to me? Right? Yeah, and so with that attitude we see in the book of Acts, they accomplished great things. Yeah, I mean they weren't worried about whether the city was going to pass an ordinance or, or or something that goes wrong or or loan wasn't going to get approved. That attitude was the Lord is my helper. 
what can man do to me? I mean, there's some things that we have to navigate. Yeah, you know I mean, and some of us are good at navigating and some of us are not. And, uh, you know, in life, but we still have to say with confidence, the Lord is a helper. I will not fear. I mean, I will stay in an attitude of faith. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fear. I'm, I'm gonna keep faith. I'm gonna believe that it can. It's like I told my nurse. I said it, it, it takes just as much faith to believe I'm going to catch some as it takes to believe I'm not gonna catch it. I just choose to err on. I'm not gonna catch it. You know what I mean? And uh, if I got, if I got to operate out of one thing, what can man do to me? But this is a verse that. That, that stood out to me, and, and it really helped me to understand. Uh, I was explaining to a guy, he's like, he said, Pastor Joe, you know, you came out the same background I did. How come I keep going in and out of the church and you just stay faithful? And uh, I said, well, I said, we operate out two different parameters. Verse 7 in Hebrews 13 says this, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. You, you, you see what he's saying? He's like, remember your leaders, your, your pastors, your teachers, you know, your apostles, all of this spoken to your life. It's spoken to your life, right? They spoke the word of God to you. You know, he said, but consider the outcome of their way in life. In other words, watch them. As Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. You know, watch them. Look at look look at look at what is the outcome of their way of life. You know what I mean? You know, are, are they leading the blessed life? You know what I mean? You know, and, and I'm not talking about what we see on Sunday. You know what I mean? You know, I, I just personally have a problem if a person's scared to share their life uh, with their congregation outside of Sunday. I, I have no problem. They know they can ring my bell at any time. You know, I mean, you know, I guess because, you know, I only got like 60 people. So it ain't going to get as hairy as if I had 300 people. If I had 300 people, I have more than one pastor. So they'd be ringing their doorbell along <laughs> with anything else. But it says their way of life and imitate their faith. You know, the one thing I've always done, I've always honored those who spoke into my life. I've always honored my my my, my leaders. You know, I, I always honored. I just always have. You know, whether it's with a financial gift or, you know, whether it's by praying for them on a regular basis. You know what I mean? I've always honored them. You know what I mean? And I watch how they live their life. And when I see somebody that lives their life in a way that honors God, I imitate them. I tell my kids all the time. I said, the, the way I raise y'all, I could point out to several men who I imitated because I saw how they raised their kids. And I imitated them. You know, I imitated them. Mr. Phillips. I watched how he stayed on his children, prayed for him, wouldn't accept anything less. You know, he knew when they was cutting up, you know what I mean? But he just prayed for him. He said, you know, by faith, they're going to come around. He said, you know, I can bully them around, but by faith, they're going to come around. You know, I, I think of Mr. Taylor and, you know, all, all his children, he had it. And yet, you know, Mr. Taylor would get there and and uh he would make sure everything was he make sure everything was okay and, and he ran at iron hand and and uh and I was like, Wow, it I get in trouble, 
you know, John Kramka helped me through a lot of tough times as a young dad. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, and we were around the same age, just that he had been a dad longer than me. So I went to him for help and how to be a dad. But I always honored, and he was my boss at, at, at uh, Hospitalia. But I always honored my leaders. Yeah, you know I mean, I always honored them. And if they, if somebody lived the word of God, hey, I'm imitating them. I mean, I'm, I'm going with them. I, I'm, I'm rolling with them. You know what I mean? And that's what's going to do. And it, but it says, remember your leaders, right? Because we have a tendency to forget. We have a tendency to be, we get caught up, as I said last week, we get entangled with the affairs of this world, get caught up with different things, and we forget about, you know, what 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 is the main thing? What are we trying to accomplish? You know, what direction do we want to go in? You know what I mean? We, we got to remember our leaders, though, and that those who spoke to you, the word of God. Man, that person who discipled you, took the time out to take you to Bible studies when you didn't have a car, you know, helped you through situations. When you got married and helped you, you know, taught you how to take care of your wife, you know, everything like that. You know, you just got, you got to look at all those things. You got to remember them people. You got to remember them and watch how they live their life. Watch how they live their life. You know what I mean? You know, I, I look at some guys I, I pray with. We usually get together once a year down in Texas. And, um, you know, but, you know, I imitate those guys. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, and, they, and I know there's parts of my life that they imitate. You know what I mean? But, you know, the thing about it is, is that, you know, we, we have to make the first move in what we do. Because we're leaders is it's pouring into many people, and then we in turn have to make a decision who we're going to pour into, who we want to be like, where we want to go, and if we keep sticking to how we used to be, right? You know, we we start getting getting what I call just I I I, you know, well I don't like this and. I've never done that before, and, and I don't usually do that. Then you'll see no change in your life. The change in your life comes when you find somebody worthy to imitate. Yeah, now we're supposed to imitate Jesus. You know what I mean, but the thing about it is, is that there's people around here walking around here, you know, who, who imitate, and we we supposed to follow them. You know, just like we follow the Lord, we'll follow them too. It amazes me how people tell me, oh, I'll do what God tell me to do, but I ain't going to do what this person tell me to do. Well, I'll do what the pastor say to do, but I'm not going to do what the assistant pastor say to do. Yeah. If the pastor has made this person, the assistant has given him that authority, when you buck them, you buck the pastor because he's given his level of authority under him. And if, you, you not, if, you, if you're not honoring what he set up, then it's on you. It's on you. Imitate. You know, a lot of people would look up there they, because I spent a lot of time, you know, reading and listening and attending Miles Monroe events. And sometimes when they hear me talk, they go like, oh, yeah, that's Miles. But really, most of my shaping came from Dr. Ed Cole. 
Dr. Ed Cole, when he started his men's movement, my singles fast singles pastor was his promoter in Texas. And every time he would come in to Houston, we'd all get together, meet in a hotel and pray together and laugh and talk together. And he'd speak into our lives. And, you know, he had a group of young guys that, that were out doing ministry. And I had just got saved. So I went with you read the book Courage, you see guys like, you know, you know, a bunch of young guys he mentions in there. You know, all those guys went to my church, Doug Stringer, called them, and, and I would go out and witness with Doug, and I was just getting my feet wet. I hadn't really got into ministry yet. Then I had been saved, you know, less less than a year. But, you know, it's just that just listening to him and, and him talking about what a man is and how to be a Christian man, man, that became a basis for me. I became a look. Ed Cole terror. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> like, you know, and I guess I had to get a little miles into the temperate, but, but, you know, we end up imitating them, but I didn't imitate them because I just saw their TV persona or, you know, them preaching persona. You know, I, I sat and talked with these men. I eat, eating with these men. You know what I mean? You know, I, I got a chance to see their life and, you know, and, I, and, and what is the outcome of their life? I said, that's that's what I got a chance to see, and that's what impacted me. It wasn't just, you know, uh, I like your slick presentation. You know, I mean, I had to be with somebody down to earth, and I getting there. I mean, Miles was starting a mentoring program, and he came to me, and he said, why you didn't join the mentoring program? And I said, he said, I thought you was going to be there. And I said, man, I'll be honest with you. You know, I like you and everything, but I need a mentor this that's going to be there. You way in the Bahamas and you halfway around the world half the time. I said, I need somebody that's going to be there, you know, for when I get in trouble and in trouble, I get into a lot. And uh, he just started laughing and he said, wise decision, wise decision. He said, a lot of people just in there because they said they, 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 they've been to my house or they know me. You know what I mean? And we just laughed and chuckled and walked away. Yeah, you know I mean, but but you know, it's it's. When I'm looking for a mentor. I'm looking for somebody that I can get access to. Yeah, you know I mean, it's gonna spend some time with me. Yeah, you know I mean, you know that you know, and and not that he he wouldn't have been a good mentor. It's just that I'm in Minnesota, and he's in the Bahamas, and the two, mm too far, too far, especially me. I don't want to run the streets and. Witness the people in the streets and bring out there, you know, I, I, I gotta have I gotta have access. So I hope you would choose the same way wisely when you get there and choose a mentor. But I want you to reflect before we get to break. I want you to reflect on who are those people who have, who have spoken the word of God into your life. Who are those people who have spoken the word of God into your life? And and, and when you look at their lifestyle, you look at their lifestyle. Do you want to imitate them? You know, I, I, it, it, are they saying like Paul, "Follow me, as I follow Christ"? Are they, are they able to do that and 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 take that bowl of a step? Are you able to take that bowl of a step and have someone follow you, and for you to mentor somebody, and for them to imitate you? You know, I mean, that's a heavy responsibility. All in itself, you know. There's some benefits to pastoring a small church, and of course, there's some liabilities. 
offering time is a liability. You know what I mean? <laughs> but discipleship is an asset because you can spend time with folks. So we're going to run up on this break. You listen to Isaiah 61 and Pastor Joe Sutton. And uh, we'll get together at the break and talk about talk about choosing who to follow. This is Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities. During times of crisis, this radio station will continue to be a reliable source of news and information. We take this very seriously and ask that you continue to stand behind not only our station by listening every day, but by continuing to do business with our local marketing partners. It's because of their support that we can be a beacon of strength when our culture needs it the most. Visit this station's website to learn more or call us at 651-405-8800. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Welcome back. Take this break, commercial break. Uh, before we get going, I, I just like to, I just like to give a shout out uh, to to you guys who've been faithfully listening to the program. You know, whether you just don't turn your radio station down or not, uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I was talking to a pastor the other day. He said, "I listened to you the other day." He said, "I heard you." He said. He said, I said, I think I know this guy. You know, what I, mean? I said, I said, yeah, that, that's that, that's that's me. I got to get back in the saddle. And he said, okay, you know, then, you know, you, you can't depend on twenty somethings. I leave it at that. You know, my son always likes to do all that talking, but uh, he he. Oh, I forgot that. Oh, I forgot that. I said, it ain't your money. I bet that's why you forgetting. Whoops. <laughs> But uh, yeah, when you look at, at choosing someone whom you want to imitate, someone you want to model, you know what I mean, to go after that, you know what I mean, you know, the, the writer of Hebrews is, is saying that if you look at the outcome of their life, you know, imitate them, imitate them, you know what I mean, giving you the okay to, to, to imitate somebody, you know what I mean, you know, in a lot of ways we imitate people, you know, we get caught up with uh, imitating our our parents' lifestyle or how we run our home or different things like that. And we got to deal with those generational issues. You know, I mean, I came from a yelling household. So, you know, and, you know whoever yelled the loudest won. And so, yeah, I had, to, I had to just deal with that. And I carried that over and the stuff with, with my roommates and whatever else. But, you know, but by the time I got to my marriage, I had spent time with this guy, who uh, this dude didn't yell? He, he didn't yell. He he didn't he didn't holler. He was just all calm. I was like, ain't no way in the world this cat could be this calm. So you know me, I got to go to your house now. I got I got to just pop in on you. 
Yeah, I mean, just see see whether you let me in or not. I I got to see. I just see because I'm, I'm not believing it because I've never seen it. And that and that doesn't make it not true because I've never seen it. But, you know, it, it hadn't. And, you know, and so so I was I said, wow, it's true because his daughter was in Sunday school. And the kids were talking about their parents arguing. And this one girl was like, yeah, my parents argued. They were arguing last night and they were going like, hey, John, I don't think so. Kathy, yes, at the, it, 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 yes, it's so. No, John, it isn't so. Okay, well, we'll wait till the morning and talk about it. And all other kids looked at her like, that ain't arguing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't repeat some of the words my parents say. You know what I mean? They look at her like that. She said, well, that's how they argue. And I said, okay, I, I got to pop into that house. Right? So... I pop into that house, man, and and uh, it, 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 the Greer family. Sure enough, you can just tell by the way they interacted that it was they didn't have to go down that road. They didn't have to go down that road. And I said, man, I said that's how I want to be. You know, what I mean, that's how I want to be. You know, because my wife told me, she said, you'd be glad you got changed because you you'd been had a short stay hollering at me. You know. What I mean? <laughs> The only time I ever hollered at her was when we worked together. Yeah, I'm a different beast when I work with somebody. Hey, she said I changed too much. I I get gray. You, we can't work together because if you you slip up, I'm gonna I'm jumping down your throat. You know what I mean? You know you can't mess up my money. You know what I mean? And I don't even like money. I just like making it. You know what I mean? I don't like money, so it's like, but you know, I, it's, we, I go. She's like, she's like, are you crazy? I said, are you crazy? You know what I mean? And then I, I never forget one time I, I I snapped on her. We were working together, and then we got the work. The work was done. We were finished, and I went over there try to give me a kiss. And she said, "After the way you talk to me, you think I'm gonna give you a kiss?" Uh. I said, "Baby, that was work. Uh. This is marriage." She was like, "Oh, they the same to me." I said, "Oh man," and that's when she quit, quit and left me to run it by myself. Ouch. Uh, choose who you want to follow. Look, look at somebody. Look at look at their look at the outcome of their life. I tell people. People used to tell me me and my wife was born in the wrong century. By the way we ran our house, by the way, by the way we treated each other. You know, they was like, "Man, quit having babies. Punch out, get some cable, go to the movies." You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And, and uh, and then we started adopting children. It's like, oh no. Now you adopted him, right? And uh, and I said I can't help from a professional parent, but when you when you look at the fruit of my family, then you can go and say like, maybe that guy knows a little something. You know, they all got to live their dreams. Not all of them want to go to college. Not all of them should went to college. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they're living their dreams out. They're, they're they're going, doing things most people their age aren't doing. And uh, I'm happy for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for that. Yeah, I mean, so if you're looking for a way to especially raise boys, you know, follow me. I got you. I, I, I got you. Yeah, I mean, and raising girls, go see my wife. You know, I just, yeah, go see my wife. You know, all the girls all love me and everything like that, but. Man, when they give you them tears, you raise your voice at them, and they give you them crocodile tears, 
Oh, man. Then the boys get mad because it don't work on him. <laughs> Crocodile tears don't work. <laughs> and they cry favoritism, favoritism, and, and go there. But when you imitating someone, look at the outcome of their life, the scripture said, and imitate them. Not just anybody. We're talking about the people who speak the word into your life, who are speaking the word. A lot of people like to say that somebody on TV is speaking the word into their life. They like to say somebody, you know, in a different place speak the word in your life. But we're talking about somebody who actually speaking the word to you one-on-one, not somebody you like to listen to on TV and you send your, your money to. You know what I'm talking about? They're there, they're, they're there with you. And you're able to see the outcome of their life because they're there speaking the word to you. You know, whether it's your pastor, whether it's your Bible study leader, you know, whether it's your mentor, whatever it may be. Yeah, I mean, do them the honor. Do them the honor of following them. Following them. Man, it's such an honor when I look back, I see some of the guys that I've mentored in the faith. And and they choose to imitate me. Man, it's a heavy responsibility. Once again, this is Isaiah 61. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton. Go to the north side. Come holler. 11 o'clock on Sunday. Bye.